you wanna optimize a website for paid ads. Paid ads, after all, are just a way for you to get the right people to visit the website faster and sometimes more accurately than you could organically. Whether or not they make that purchase, sign up for a webinar, or send a contact email through that website all depends on what happens on the website after that target customer clicks. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that you can use to improve your own web design business and make more money with every website you build. If you've been building websites for any length of time, chances are you've had at least one or two clients ask you to run paid ads. Now, running paid ads through Google, Facebook, and other online platforms can help you accelerate their marketing and leads generation. It also helps them drive traffic back to their website, which is kind of the whole point of building a website, right? Now, paid ads on digital platforms can feel pretty overwhelming. And unless you set everything up correctly, they can end up costing more money than they should or they need to. But here's the secret. You can do everything on the ads themselves to optimize them, set up everything the way that Facebook or Google loves. But unless you've done the work on the destination website first, it won't matter much. You want to optimize a website for paid ads. Paid ads, after all, are just a way for you to get the right people to visit the website faster and sometimes more accurately than you could organically. Whether or not they make that purchase, sign up for a webinar, or send a contact email through that website all depends on what happens on the website after that target customer clicks. Now, there are a lot of ways that you may lose someone once they hit a website from an ad, but there are things you can do to connect and convert those interested buyers. Now, number one, you want to set up a landing page for the ad. This one may seem simple, but it's a mistake I see a lot of new businesses make. If you're running any kind of ad campaign, no matter what it is, you need to have a separate landing page for that ad. You don't necessarily want to have people click through and go straight to a website's homepage. A homepage or even the correct inside page may not and probably isn't set up to take targeted browsers through an entire service or product. When someone clicks an ad for a website, you have to give them to get them quickly to like, know, and trust the business. Because let's be real, you're competing against a lot of other advertisers on digital platforms. Instead, using a landing page created specifically for that particular campaign allows you to hit on the ideal audience's pain points, showcase how this specific product or service solves their problems, and provide some social proof to back up your claims. It also, as it turns out, makes it really easy for you to optimize your website for step two. Now step two is you wanna make sure the message of the ad and the landing page match. There is nothing worse than clicking on an ad, promising a big solution to your problem, and then having to click through multiple pages and hunt to actually find what you were targeted for to begin with. Now, creating a landing page specifically for an ad campaign allows you to make sure that the message of your ad 
and the website page you send traffic to actually matches, allowing your customers to go through everything they need to work to do to work with you without clicking around through your website. Now, if I'm clicking on a highly specific ad on Facebook, I expect that when I get to that website, I'm going to find exactly what I want. If things don't match, your targeted customers will bounce right off your website. That can increase your bounce rate, lower your ad quality scores, and even end up decreasing your reach later on, especially with Google ads. So this is something that's really important to keep in mind because Google will track how those ads perform after somebody clicks through to your website. And if people don't like it, if they're bouncing, they're gonna stop showing your ads as often. Now, number three, we wanna design for mobile first. After we talked last recently about responsive web design, hopefully you understand why this is important, but let's do a short refresher. Most of your traffic from paid ads, especially on Facebook or similar platforms, are going to be from mobile devices. End of story. Even if a website's current visitors now are largely on desktop and laptop, you have to factor those in your target audience who are on Google, Facebook, and Instagram in the evenings, TV on in the background, and doing some scrolling in their downtime. Not only does knowing that factor into the types of ads you'll create, but you have to ensure that the ads and the website are optimized for mobile. By all means, a landing page should look good on desktop too, but you need to always think of the mobile experience first. Number four, make sure your website loads quickly. You have about three seconds or less for your website to load or people will go elsewhere. And especially with an ad, you have that short of time before they click back and go find the next ad search result. That's not a ton of time, but if your website is lagging behind, there are a few things you can do to speed it up. First, you wanna keep things simple, especially with an ad landing page. Avoid huge images, big video backgrounds, or heavy animations on the landing pages you're creating for ads. This will keep them loading quickly, it'll keep the whole experience more simplistic, and it'll make it much more friendly for mobile too. Second, you wanna test your current your website's current page speed and Google's developers page speed tool that's linked in today's show notes. It will flag major issues for you so you know where to start and how to improve things. Now, one thing Google really likes to tell you to do right now is to serve images in next formats like WebP. So think about that and how you can get those images compressed because that's probably the first thing it's going to flag. Third, you wanna make sure you're using a quality web host, not GoDaddy people, because where your website lives has a huge impact on how fast it loads. Personally, I prefer WP Engine. If you're using a WordPress website, WP Engine has simply the fastest load times, the best server response times, high quality caching, all of the things that you need to have your website load quickly and effectively, and the uptime is just magnificent. And again, that answer is not GoDaddy, just FYI. Now fourth, if you have a WordPress website, you can utilize plugins like Auto Optimize to do a lot of the backwind work 
for you. So you don't have to worry about writing the cleanest code or compressing all of your JS files and your CSS files. Auto-Optimize can go through and do some of that work for you as well, especially if you're not on a host like WP Engine that takes care of some of that. Again, all of these tools are linked in today's show notes. Now, number five, and the last one on our list today, this is admittedly a little harder after the recent iOS up privacy updates, but you need to track all of the data. It's incredibly important to track as much data as you can. Creating separate landing pages for your Facebook ads versus your Google ads, by the way, can actually make this a little easier post iOS 14 privacy tracking updates because while you can still have Google Analytics and Facebook Pixel running, if you have a separate Facebook ad landing page and a Google ad landing page, it'll help you figure out where that traffic is coming from and make it a little easier for them to retarget. Now the bare minimum, a website should have a Google Analytics tracking code on every single page of the website. So you can track how many people are landing on your website and what they're doing when they get there. And you can even follow them through their journey of going through the landing page and funnel sequence. You should also have a Facebook pixel on your website. Now you are more limited on how much you can track now because of iOS 14, but Facebook can still get data from websites through the pixel tracking code. So it can be sure to target the right people, especially the right people when you wanna run a retargeting campaign. Even if you're not entirely sure how to read the data you're getting, by the way, having both of those codes installed on the websites you're running ads for and creating a Google Analytics account will mean someone can come back to it later and tell you exactly what's happening with your ads. Now, this is a question that I get a lot. Website or ad strategy, what really comes first? Now, the short answer is that once you've decided that you wanna run ads for something, you first have to do the work on the website to ensure that it's ready for paid ads and the traffic that those ads will bring in. Now remember, ads just drive people to a website. It's what happens on the website that controls whether or not those browsers become actual leads and customers. Now, thank you all for listening to our episode this week. If you want to catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com. If you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing, follow us on Instagram at digitalmasterspodcast or visit us online at becomeadigitalmaster.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.